I'm just going to go right now. All Hello, right. everybody, and welcome to the Higher Mammal Podcast. My name is Barbecue Skunk, and I am joined today by my very uh, good friend and my new uh, my new co-host, Parker Hyena. How are you, Parker? How are you, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I mean, if you want to call me Parker Hyena, I could have gone by that username. My username on Twitter is Honey Hyena, but it has an X instead of an O. But you can just call me Parker. Oh, I'm a furry artist, mainly. Like he- I thought it was supposed to be like Hexney or something. Yeah, Hexney. it's supposed to be Honey, but spelled edgy. Oh, and I just never really changed it. Well, you wouldn't be a yin unless you're edgy, so you gotta have a little bit of edge. Yes. Hmm. You yeah, I'm on anything a... today? Hmm? You sipping on anything yet? Uh, a protein shake, really. I went to the gym this morning, and then I went home, and I took a nap. What workout did you do? Uh, today was actually thighs and glutes, so, um, I hit 140 on leg press, which is the highest of anything I've done. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, fu- I fucking hated that leg press uh, like that it was that leg press then specifically that always like scared the crap out of me it's like I've seen dudes uh, they just get too much weight on that leg press and then and they extend and they lock their knees and then their fucking their whole shit just snaps inward it's, yeah it's, it's fucking gnarly I don't, I don't fuck with that leg press thing I didn't see videos of that until I actually like reached a hundred on the leg press but I was just like bucket and i just try to make sure not to like get my legs completely straight and if i lose my legs i lose my legs i mean you kind of need those to walk so i'll figure it out (laughs) yeah i mean there's always disability pay yeah yeah that's right (laughs) Mm. oh shit so um there's usually a format to the to the show but I don't really know how it's gonna I don't really know how you want to do it since it's kind of also your show now too but um like uh introduce everybody to yourself and uh and uh, just tell them how you are I guess well if you want to do the usual format of you know furry news world news and then music that more than works for me I'm very adjustable but um About myself, I have been lingering around the furry fandom for about nine or eight years, but I've only been an active member for around three, ever since the start of the pandemic, really. I'm a furry artist. I've been an artist in general as long as I can remember. My uh, signature trait is that I work in MS Paint because I refuse to learn everything else out of pure (laughs) stubbornness. It's like it's amazing all like the shit you do in MS Paint because it's like you look at it and you don't immediately think like oh this is some shitty MS Paint drawing you're like holy shit this is done in MS Paint just like how people always say that and it's always very flattering but um yeah it just comes from me not wanting to learn anything else so do you have like a draw pad or is it all like freehand with a mouse and shit I uh. I did eventually get a tablet. Before I got the tablet, I'd actually do most of my art, like, traditionally. And then i just take a picture of my line art and finish it on my computer. But, um, yeah, I so got like, my so tablet. like tracing out the line art kind of thing on the... I'd essentially scan the line art. 
mm. like through a scanner so it would come out as like black and white and i'd finish it on my computer yeah but uh yeah i got a tablet as a birthday present last year and it's made my life so much easier and i think it's made my art look a lot better too so yeah because you do uh you both you do both digital and traditional art right but mostly digital focus now mostly digital nowadays but sometimes you know i do just need to have a pencil in my hand and uh any possible collaborations between uh you and zooptune in the future i would love to see that more i would too i get the feeling that zooptune's kind of a busy guy and he's not the most chatty guy i've thought about commissioning him though i have a few ideas but as far as a collaboration goes i mean we work in different programs so it might just be a little difficult to do but it's up to him really if he's ever looking for someone to collab with what uh do you happen to know what uh art program he uses for his shit he uses metabang which is an art program that i believe a lot of artists who draw on their ipads use huh yeah i've never heard of that yeah he had it in his bio for a while because it's not because most people will use paint like paint tool sci or um shoot clip studio but uh he uses metabank does anyone actually um like uh, i can't i don't remember if it's an artist thing or an animation thing but i think it was like um it was scratch scratch was very very old i do remember using scratch well, I never used it. I looked at other people's stuff on it because back in the day when um, I actually got my start in Warrior Cats and around when I was like 10 or 11, which would have been very early 2010s, a lot of people would make little Warrior Cats games in Scratch. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely was, know about that. Yeah, I think there was like a whole, um, I think it was like, I think it was 2013, 2014 is when I joined uh, the fandom, I guess, officially. And, um, like, I remember there was a little bit of bleed-in from the Warrior Cats community at the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of, like, modern-day furries, you see? Like, people who became furries, like, well into their teens and even into their 20s, as opposed to people who, you know, started when they were kids. A lot of them are carried over from Warrior Cats. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of them were also carried over from, uh, like, lycanthropy and shit. It was like, um, uh, what was it, like, 2012? Like, that whole Twilight bullshit, uh, came around. Yeah, that would have been. I wouldn't be too familiar with that, though. I was never, I've never even seen Twilight. No, I, n- I never really fucked with any of the Twilight series. I think my mom, like, had a couple books on them, and I don't even know if she read them. But, um, like, I remember there was this whole craze around, like, 2013, 2014, whenever it was, and everybody was, uh, everybody was basically starting off as a werewolf. It was, I think, I think that's how I indirectly got involved in this shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, not, not really through Twilight, but just the whole, uh, lycanthropy, uh, I guess, I don't even know if you'd call it Therian, but Uh... something like that. I wouldn't say so. It almost sounds like to me like a, oh, like werewolves are cool. Werewolves are in. It'd be so cool if I was a werewolf. I'm gonna draw myself, but as a werewolf. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly how it started. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's like bring like thinking about uh like 2013 2014 early like 2010s really that brings in some like really good memories like how much would you say the fandom has changed since then um is it it even recognizable i want to say it's recognizable because like i do follow some furries who have been in the fandom for like 10 to 15 years and uh I'm quoting a Fox Musk from Twitter on this, so this is not my own words. But really, all he says is to just kind of do what you want to do in the fandom. But, um... Yeah, like, ignoring everybody, pretty much. But outside of that, I do think that it has changed quite a bit. And that's simply from my perspective. Because opposed to, like, you know, a lot of lonely kids who just kind of wanted to, like, indulge in a shared hobby and interest on the internet i kind of find that a lot of people who didn't start on the internet as furries almost got into it because you know having a fursona became the new the new cool hip trend thing to do it's like oh yeah, look at me like, it's it me, but an animal new, yeah it was like the new uh the new cool thing for the weird kids to do yeah that probably got started around 2016, you know, with Zootopia. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was a huge, huge influx of people from after Zootopia. Yeah. And they were all foxes. None of them none of them became bunnies. It was weird. <laughs> it was I like, don't you know. Think, I think foxes better. You, you would think that Judy Hopps would have inspired at least a couple, a couple Sonas. But I've never seen any, like, cop rabbit Sonas. Well, you know, because all those people who got into furry from, like, Zootopia were all, like, you know, ACAB liberals. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's ironic, too, because they, like, they'll praise Zootopia all day long and then turn around in the same in the same breath and be like, oh, cops are all, cops are all evil and they're all out to kill minorities or whatever the fuck. <laughs> well, like... It kind of, over time, people were like, okay, reminder that cops are bad and Judy Hopps is bad and Judy Hopps is like a corrupt cop. And, I don't know, Judy Hopps is a cartoon rabbit. Yeah, it's like, and she's kind of thick, too. Come to think of it. She has a bobblehead. I don't like Judy Hopps. I don't like, I don't like the placement of her eyes. Like, she's got weird placed eyes. That's true. Like, she has, um... She's got like predator eyes, basically. She's got both her eyes facing front, and I don't know if that's just because Dis- that's the way Disney animates everything, or if just that was intentional. But I don't know. You just kind of like awoken me. I never realized that that her eyes are in the wrong placement, and that's what yeah. makes it so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you look at a regular like just a photo of a rabbit like their eyes are on the side of their head and i think and that's that pretty much goes for all prey like whether it's um whether it's skunks or uh or mice or whatnot but like yeah they all have the eyes on the side of their head so like there's this theory that judy is actually a predator or is like part predator or some shit it's mostly most likely because um if you compare Judy Hopps to like you know all of Disney's other female protagonists like yeah. she essentially has the same face shape but as a rabbit they got they got the uh the fursuit uh same face syndrome yeah yeah wasn't how did that come about the whole fursuit face syndrome um like 
what was it? I think it was like lemon brat, and everybody wanted to cop it, copy off of lemon brat or something. Most likely, I am familiar with lemon brat. I don't know too much about them though. I imagine it just came from you know sharing one single head base shape because that was just easier to do. You know, with the amount of time and money that goes into making a fur suit. Yeah, and I think.、Um... I think a lot of them were just kind of based off of like、uh, like drawn models that were already、uh, available on the internet, and I'm guessing a lot of them just took their general their general shape and design off of that. Yeah, for sure.、Uh, okay, what the fuck was I gonna talk about next? I'm I'm a little faded right here. You're good. I mean, I was gonna ask you what you were sipping on. Oh, I'm actually sipping on、uh, Rocket Fuel. Which is a、uh, Vietnamese coffee porter. It's actually pretty good. Oh, for real? I do like、oh, Vietnamese、yeah. coffee. Like I, I can feel like my veins vibrating right now. It's great. Oh man, I tried like a nitro beer coffee thing in a can, but I did not like it. I don't really like beer. Was it?、Uh, was it a Starbucks? No, it was a Guinness. Oh, oh well, there's your mistake. Drinking fucking Guinness. <laughs> Man, it was like a it was like a dollar or something for a four pack. They were on sale. Oh shit, for real? Yeah. Where the hell is this? I want to go. I want to go and get a dollar Guinness. Fuck yeah. It was. Guinness,、um, but any 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 beer for a dollar has got to be good, right? Yeah, it was like a commissary liquor store. Oh yeah, cause y'all. Or do y'all have um? Ah,、uh, fuck! I know some states have like some weird name for like liquor stores, but it's like run by the state government or some shit. Do y'all have that? I've not heard of that. Ah,、uh, fuck! Um, Pennsylvania, I think, has a、uh, it's like a department of um public liquor or some bullshit. I don't remember what the fuck it's called. I'll have to ask、what? Josh or or Dan or somebody. But、um, like they gave it, like it's state-controlled、um, alcohol, I and mean, you can only go to these certain、uh, like stores to buy the alcohol. But it's like it's a、uh, they gave it some really really like government boring ass name. That's goofy. Yeah. Another thing, what was the other thing with Pennsylvania alcohol laws is that they don't have they don't sell、um, alcohol in convenience stores、hmm. like at all. Like that was that was just a complete shock to me. Like coming from here, where they have where we have、uh, drive-through daiquiris, and、oh, wow. um, yeah, like drive-through daiquiris are fucking awesome. You can, they give you like the、uh, the lid, and you're not supposed to take off the lid because obvious reasons.、Uh, but like they give it to you with the lid and everything, and like the straw is taped to the、uh, the outside. But、uh, it's it's like a it's like an alcoholic slushy basically. And, oh, tasty! And you can just and you can just get them to go. I love that about Houston, but I I found that out very quick that not everywhere had that, and I was disappointed. Yeah, I've never heard of something like that. I kind of live in like a college town, though, so there's plenty of like liquor stores, but nothing like nice and homey like that.、Mm. Oh fuck! Uh, oh shit! We're about like twenty minutes in. Um. <laughs> Long ass intro. It's fine. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, I got we got time for like an hour, so. Yeah. Uh, what were we gonna do first? Was it furry news or real world news or what? 
I mean, I remember you starting with furry news first. Okay, yeah, let's go into furry news. I guess all we really have for furry news is um, Stratosphere related, I guess. Yeah, I remember you were talking a lot about that. You would know more than me. But, um, yeah, like these conventions nowadays, because a lot of people I saw were at a, I believe, furry week in Atlanta, FWA. Mm-hmm. I felt like everybody went to that event. But then, and like, was, and was that a uh, vaccine mandated or no? I honestly would not know. It was certainly not mask mandated. And with the amount of people there, I'm assuming they wouldn't have checked for vaccine. Mm, Maybe yes. it was online, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because I don't remember anyone putting up much of a fuss over um, FWA and them possibly requiring uh, vaccine mandates, but I don't think the state of Georgia. Um, allows vaccine mandates. I'd I'd have to look into that, but I would assume they're they're uh, they're pretty red. Yeah, I mean it's Georgia, so you can kind of assume that they probably yeah. would but not. It, it, it is, to their credit, though, it is also Atlanta, and Atlanta is a very very blue city. So I don't know. They may have they may have just had the mask mandate and just not been able to enforce it. Because I know yep. uh, last last year at Stratosphere, they weren't really able to enforce the whole mask thing. So, from what I was reading correctly, Stratosphere is very new, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year was its debut year. Okay. And yeah, that's very it. interesting. Yeah, and right off from the get-go, it was uh, just political activism right out the gate. And, um, Texas, of all places. Yeah, and... Uh, ironically, the, uh, the state mandate, uh, they, there was a, uh, a governor's order that uh, restricted any sort of vaccine mandates being held, whether it be public or private. And yeah. um, so I've tried to reach out to Stratosphere about that, about them illegally requiring ma- the, the vaccine mandate. And I got no response whatsoever. Well, yeah, it kind of seemed like to me... It was more so like, you know, friends who wanted to make it big running a furry event as opposed to, you know, like almost a business who were actively like planning something in the best interests of everybody. Yeah. And oh, shit. You know what? I didn't really ask them if our uh, informants wanted to be named or not. I don't. Did they say anything to you whether they wanted to remain anonymous? Uh, they did not, and I feel like in best interests, it would be good to keep them anonymous, and even okay. so, I would have asked them how to pronounce their names, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man, I remember, we are, uh, we are definitely going to want to uh, uh, name drop the people who are responsible for um, putting on this shit show of a con, and uh, mainly that falls to the to the blame of uh, Wonder Queen, Knight, Rin, and Rychek. Alright, so there's four people? Yeah, there's... Well, Rin and Rychek are kind of more or less the same, because I don't know what the hell Rychek does, but uh, I think he is just the husband of Rin. Probably just sits there and looks pretty. Probably. Or is paid to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they're not... I don't believe con organizers really get paid, at least in a traditional sense, so... I don't know. If their goal is to make money, then they've already failed. Well, if their goal is to make money, then they wouldn't be claiming to be as socialist as they are. Yeah, well... 
they're a champagne socialist. Mm-hmm. There's always yeah. that. Champagne socialist is just another term for grifter, and I think that's an appropriate term for a lot of these people. Yeah, pretty much. But um, our uh, back to our anonymous sources. Um, do you want to pull that up for me? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. My laptop is like ten years old, so. Oof. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, like an e machines. You know what the fucking e machines is? No. Exactly. <laughs> it's basically some rip off of Dell, I think. Oh. But it's like some cheap Chinese knockoff. But um, I've had it as like a PC for since I was like, I don't know, in middle school. I mean, I don't know if it's still, I mean, literally, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If it still works, there's no reason to get a new one. Well, I mean, still works and have tried to actually turn it on or two different things. I mean, I haven't really touched the computer since I, don't know, since I got back home from the army. Ah, uh, gotcha. Like, like fucking three years ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got this pulled up. It kind of t- starts with um. Excuse me. The first guy, kind of telling us of a just how much of a mess the organizing within was because they had actually worked with the organizers. They were not just an attendee, if I am correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, I actually can go and pull it up. Uh, uh, did I have it saved in the guest chat or the uh, or the actual the guest chat? Okay. No, 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 no. Let's see where the fuck. How far back does it go? It's not really too far back, to be honest. Oh yeah, in the um, like, I don't know what they were doing, thinking the Rin, um, uh, like her whole account is just completely political. It's just. And like her, her, your username on there is literally "land back punch Nazis." I mean, I don't know how much more political you can get than that. I mean, this was over a year ago, but I heard from my own anonymous source that it's literally like people just put that there without even believing in it. That's what they told me, which isn't much of a shocker, but it's still just yeah. kind of. I mean, you got. Can, are you really surprised though? I mean, these are some of the most shallow people on earth, so. Yeah, it's essentially no different from pronouns in bio. Uh, where, where did it go? Oh, so, um, yeah, so Knight actually put out a tweet on the, was it Saturday night? said, hello everyone, Knight here. We apologize for the abrupt end of your Saturday night. We are handling the situation. Everyone is safe and no one is hurt. Everything will resume tomorrow as planned, and I believe this was in response to the uh, the rave cancellation. Yeah, and we had talked about that. I'm looking for it right now. But I believe something like that has happened before, where like it was literally like, you guys are stomping on the floor too loud, or something of the sort. Happened at another furry con. Now, were they actually like being disruptive, or was it just being disruptive for uh for wonder queen standards and for the uh, loud noises scare me kind of standards well first of all if you have a loud noises scare me attitude you shouldn't be running you know a social event where you're oh, playing yeah, hundreds rave, of people I mean, like... to attend 
Not even just a rave, just a con in general, because it's going to be loud either way. Yeah, and I've I've even seen people that are like um that are like immunocompromised who will go and bitch all day about COVID and then go and attend the the local fursuit orgy or whatever the fuck. And it's like, but you're gonna blame us for being the irresponsible ones when you've got herpesyphilades and you're just going out in the uh, the open of the middle of the con and just shaking your ass everywhere like that just doesn't sound smart to me yeah I mean the double standards between you know COVID and STDs when it comes to furries it's I almost feel like that whole thing's never gonna like end they're not gonna like realize the hypocrisy there Especially, oh, yeah. you know, comparing the impact of an STD to the impact of COVID, which I've had COVID myself. I literally just stayed home for three days and felt miserable for a little while. And then I just got back on my feet and lived life as usual. Yeah, I mean, it really wasn't that bad. I don't really think it's anything that I would need to take a vaccine for. It just see, it just seems kind of redundant at that point. Yeah. You know, I am the token... Not fully, but I am the token vaccinated furry of the podcast. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm going to have to kick you off now. No! (laughs) Yeah, I got um, a double Moderna a year ago, and I never got boosted. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of people have either reactions. I think it was mainly to the boosters. But like the, um, yeah, first one's free, second one gives you AIDS or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, it's funny. They oh, ignore. Speak, oh, speaking of which, um, there was that, uh, that AIDS testing van or whatever the fuck at, uh, at Stratosphere. I'm trying to find that. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, ooh, safety important. You must reduce the spread in the same sentence. Free HIV and AIDS testing. It's like, it's you fucking that, hilarious. That almost feels insensitive to me, the way they'd have, like, you know, a fucking AIDS testing truck. It's just yeah, almost it's... like, oh, we'll, like, get some HIV testing in here so people know we care. But, like, you know, HIV and AIDS are just I think, it, I think it more so things. spreads the yeah. message that, like, hey, look at all these furries. They all fuck each other in, in animal costumes, so they all probably have AIDS. Let's go make a quick buck off of them. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, you know that these people are, like, often not the most socially intelligent, often kind of irresponsible. And I mean, these, are, these saying, are, like, the people who, I mean, these are pretty much all people that have trouble socializing and have had trouble making friends their whole life. I mean, that's not to knock on anybody, but that's just a kind of uh, matter of fact, I guess. Yeah, that's very true among a lot of furries. And it's kind of like... A lot of furries will just, like, have casual sex, often not even without, often they don't even want to. They just kind of do it because, you know, it's so normalized. And instead of, like, you know, telling people, hey, maybe having casual sex with people you don't know isn't a good idea. They're like, oh, we'll just pay somebody a couple hundred dollars to bring their AIDS testing truck out here. And not even, you know, attack the root of the issue that maybe you shouldn't be having casual sex with people you don't know. Yeah. It, it's a whole the whole fandom is just a, an enormous double standard and it's it it has its entertainment value but it's it's generally just a sad sight to see yeah it's almost like 
the difference between how they treat STDs versus COVID. It's almost like they accept casual sex as more of like an acceptable, normal interaction as opposed to, you know, just being around other people, which according to them is how COVID spreads. It's like, no, you can't have like normal social interactions because you might speak a little too loud and your mouth droplets, which have COVID, might get on someone else. You gotta be 12 feet away from people and you gotta be like triple masked and you gotta be triple vaxxed and can't go anywhere without showing all your all your entire uh, medical history with you and it's just it's not the, it's not the place of a con to do that yeah and it like and then the same people will complain about um, about reg lines being too long or too slow and it's like well there's half of your problem right there Oh, what lines did you say? Uh, reg lines. Registration lines. Oh. Uh, like, sign in and shit. Yeah, I see, I see. I mean, why can't you just do that shit online? Just, like, press a button, boom, you're registered, go in. Well, I think some of them do that. I think, um, I know A&W, I think they had a, um, a both online and physical sign in, and, um, that was Anthro Northwest, by the way. Okay. But, um, yeah, they, I think... I just did their uh, their in person sign in. Yeah. But um, actually, I it's surprising though because um, A and W in Seattle was a hell of a lot more fun than um, than Estratosphere, I would say. And that's like I was really expecting the um, the Seattle Con to be more politically correct, but I was dead wrong. I mean, granted. Yeah. Uh, An- Anthro Northwest was in 2019 before the pandemic, so I don't know how much has changed since then because I'm not in Washington anymore. Yeah. I will say I feel like a lot of these furry cons that have been around for five to ten plus years, which I think FWA is one of them. I'm pretty sure I've heard that name before, like years ago. It's like they already have like a pre-established like image of being like, you know, a very welcoming space and one that a lot of people go to anyway. So it's not like they need to advertise themselves as this super cope. Like, it's like, oh, we're a new event, but we're like super COVID safe. So don't worry. Yeah. The way uh, Stratosphere does, because I almost feel like Stratosphere, first of all, being in Texas, which very unfortunately, unfortunately, I do have to say, has not had a good reputation in like a lot of Furry's eyes. I feel oh, like yeah. they have to like almost make up for that, being like, "Okay, guys, we know we're in Texas, but we promise yeah, we're super safe con." It's almost like they're overcompensating for like their state's lack of wokeness, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, like and Texas. So like, is... Well, I, I would say a good portion of Texas is becoming woke, and that is extremely unfortunate, but. It's, it's mostly confined to the big cities like Dallas, Austin, uh, yeah. Houston. And again, Texas is either three or four in sheer population size on America. So just by account of how many people are there, there is going to be like a little bit of a mix. I wouldn't say an even split, but definitely, you know, a little bit of like Democrats there. Well, yeah, it's because a lot of people have moved here in the uh, the recent years, just because it's it's a lot cheaper here than any than anywhere else. And then you got the people that are coming here from Oregon and California and New York, and they're bringing the exact same policies they fled from to here. 
Yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate. And, um... It's like there's a whole, I believe there's like a whole uh, movement to like get the uh, the Californians back into California. It's like we don't want we don't want them here. Yeah, I mean, uh, my parents were taking a trip to California not too long ago. They were just going to the desert because I literally told them don't go to L.A. Oh but, yeah, um, I mean, you, L.A. is like a surprisingly big city too. Yeah, that place is fucking massive. Like, like, um, like I think it's. It's like a whole, just uh, like a quarter southern, like the southern quarter of uh, California is just basically all LA. Yeah, I mean, I personally wouldn't want to go to California, but maybe just for the deserts and the nature there. Oh hell, I don't I know. Never, I would never go back to California. I've I've been to California uh, once, just on a, a training mission uh, for the army. We were in. Barstow, which is like a little, it's like I want to say west of the uh, Nevada border. Mm-hmm. But um, it's absolutely nothing but just uh, the occasional shrubbery and just sand everywhere. Yeah. It's like, and it's, it get up to like 110, 119 easily. Yeah. I mean, I am a Floridian myself, so, you know, I'm in the other huge U.S. state, and, um, I can't stand dry heat. Florida is very much wet heat, and I much prefer wet heat. But, yeah, Florida is very much, like, a wet heat as opposed to the dry heat of California, and I just, like, I hate the idea of, you know, dry desert-like heat, which is another reason why I don't want to go to California Ever. I think it's mainly just the sand for me. I cannot deal with sand at all. Especially because yeah. uh, you get a lot of sandstorms out there and it gets really fucking windy like all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're just constantly being just ass fucked by that sand. Man, no thank you. Yeah. And then you gotta, then you gotta spend a month out in the, in the, uh, in the open desert and it's just like, fuck, I wanna kill myself. <laughs> I mean, it's a good test of fortitude, if anything else. Fortitude, my ass. I wanted to go home. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's normal. The craziest uh, thing about me to California is that you can literally just steal anything and get away with it if it's under $900. Because if it's, like, under $900, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's thousand, a misdemeanor. Actually. Okay, I thought something like that, but I didn't yeah, want to. It's like a thousand. I think it's just in San Francisco, though. Although I may be wrong. I wanted to be generous, generous and low bar it, but I was wrong. It is like one k. But like, it's a misdemeanor, so you can literally steal a thousand dollars worth of stuff and probably get away with it. That's like fucking insane to me. Yeah, and and the guards can't stop you at all. They can't like even they can't even block your path. God, man. It's Shit's like goofy. That's all I can say. Shit's goofy. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, California used to be a really fucking cool place to go to. Now it's just, I would never want to ever go there. Yeah, it's a shame. And they're like, they're even killing their own, um, their classic car culture. Because I think they're adding some kind of um, gas tax or some kind of nerf to the fucking... To, uh, to classic cars that'll make them uh, more cleaner and efficient, I guess, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. 
kind of going into like world news about that or i guess just american news in general i personally like kind of hate that people are going like oh like these rising gas prices they're a sign that like america can't be reliant on cars because cars are bad we need like public transportation and i would say like no the reliance on I, I will cars, never ever go on public transportation you would have to like you would have to drive me there in cuffs yeah and like i don't know i feel like the reliance on cars is one thing that makes america unique as like a culture because you know people always like you know joke about yeah, like, like america has like no culture. cars it really cars does are, like an integral part of american culture i mean you think when you think of america you think of what baseball apple pie fireworks guns and classic cars yeah and i mean like i mean one thing that you know like i say this with love this comes off as an insult but i really do say it with love you know another thing that autistic furries also really get into are cars and just you know seeing like all these furries like nerd out about their car parts and you know like repairing their own cars essentially making their own cars from like scraps yeah, it's really it's... fucking cool to me i think that's really awesome it's like I've, I've had so many friends that have tried to get me into like doing car shit and it's just like i look at a motor and i'm just like i see a bunch of moving parts that i don't know what to do with so I don't, like the whole car thing never really interested me i like i like looking at them i like getting in them not a yeah, huge fan of driving but um i mean like I, yeah when it comes it's, it's just classic american culture it's like you yeah. cannot have uh, america without classic cars yeah because like i i do feel you whenever i like look at an engine or like try to learn car parts i do revert back into a woman but um <laughs> yeah but like i just think it's cool as fuck the way people like essentially can repair these massive machines and just cars in general look cool like i'll just yeah, say it like, cars look cool i think cars are really cool yeah, it's like i love like i love to look at them all day i like i may even drive them but i will never in my life know how to fix one <laughs> like, yeah I can change a tire, I can change oil, and I can, like, do some general maintenance on it, but other than that, like, that's, that's it. Yeah. And it's almost like, as opposed to, you know, a lot of European countries where they do rely on trains and stuff, you're, like, taking your public, your transportation into your own hands in America. And I kind of feel like that's sort of the idea in general here. You kind of take a lot of things into your own hands, you know, with cars that's, and that's on the, the American spirit of independence. Like we exactly. were founded on being independent. Like we, like, it's, it's such a wild concept to me that a lot of foreigners just don't understand the idea of like just being completely like off the grid and independent and like not having to rely on anyone. And it's like you go you go and like say that to like most Europeans and they're like they can't fathom uh like not having some kind of uh safety net. Yeah. It's like we were literally like formed on individualism as opposed to collectivism. Exactly, yeah. And maybe it's just you know, like my par- my patriot, like jackass persona that I do feel like individualism is literally what makes us individuals, what makes us unique. And all right. these, like, you know, policies and shit trying to, like, take away the individualism of America just kind of sucks. And, and, like, the thing is, they're trying to, like, warp it as, like, um, 
Like, no, they're, they're trying to say, like, a, oh, no, conformity actually is individualism. And they're trying to, like, uh, uh, how the fuck does the 1984 shit go? Uh, like, war is peace, freedom is slavery, that kind of thing. Ignorance is strength, yes. Ignorance is strength, yeah. I don't know, it's just, do they think we're fucking stupid when they do shit like making a ministry of truth? Like, come on. I don't know. I think they've just, I think it's just the power that's gone to their head. Like, they've been able to manipulate people for the past, like, two, two and a half years with COVID. And so they're like, you know what, let's amp up the, uh, let's amp it up a bit. Yeah. I don't know, I just... Like, if you don't like individualism, first of all, I don't get that. But if you don't like individualism, I mean, I feel like it should be easier to, like, go somewhere else. Because I genuinely, like, if people don't want to live under the American culture, I do literally believe it is in their best interest to live somewhere else. And I do want them to live somewhere else if that's what they want to do. But, like... To each their own, essentially. Yeah. I think that people should be able to pursue whatever kind of lifestyle they want i mean i mean i'm not i used to be a very like staunch uh conservative like i was uh i i hate using this term but i was like i was very like i hate trans people i hate gay people like i don't like other like minorities but now it's just like i don't even care anymore because like i've seen i've seen very good people uh, very good trans people, very good, uh, just any sort of minority, and I like, I kind of envy that, that, um, that independence that they have, like, that, the free thinking, um, whatever the fuck, I don't know, I'm, I'm baked. No, you're good, I get what you're saying, I think, and I do feel like individualism should be kind of pushed more, and, you know, the lgbt community especially during this gay month of ours and like i do see some like you know gay furries on twitter who are getting more and more into gun ownership which i definitely feel like is good i I love seeing that and i love seeing that like they um i know some of them are like oh does it scare you seeing a black person or a trans person uh having a gun i'm like hell no i love the shit out of that i love seeing that like an yeah. old minority is harder to oppress. Like we've all seen, we've all seen this happen. Yeah, as opposed to you know, like relying on whatever policies your government or whatever like local I mean, quote unquote protections the state has. It's literally just like, no, if you like, fuck with me, you're getting shot. Simple oh, as. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just look at Canada. I mean, they just straight up banned guns for a reason, an entirely different reason that was like an entirely unrelated reason like there was a shooting in the u.s and canada is the one to ban uh handguns and i don't even think uh, a handgun was used in the top shooting was it uh the recent one in texas no i think it was the one in buffalo Ooh, the one, I the one where it was, it was the uh, the martha speaks funny martha speaks i do think oh it was God. a long gun i don't know for sure though i, I remember it was like was, I think it was the two Daniel Defense rifles that guy had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy with the uh, the two Daniel Defense rifles that was uh, bullied for being poor. The the dude that glows like hell. Oh, they all do. But, um... Yeah. I mean, I don't know what... I don't know. Justin Trudeau 
I don't know what's going on in his head, but it's not good. He's planning. He's got to be planning something because nobody just outright bans guns or just bans an entire um, uh, just. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was all semi-automatic pistols, right? Something of the sort. Oh my god, that's so fucked. Because I, yeah. I know a lot of I know a lot of Canadians. Um, I like do have guns and I know a lot of them probably will not be turning in those guns yeah I'm but. not sure how gun ownership in Canada really works to be honest but I almost feel like Justin Trudeau is trying to like literally like neuter Canada like trying to make it docile mm-hmm. I yeah mean, I mean because they already have an assault weapons ban I believe right they probably do yeah, I, I would, would say I would, I would guess I would yes. So. Yeah, but that's that's fucking scary to think what Trudeau is uh, possibly planning next. Because I mean, we've seen. Do you remember the um, what the fuck was it? The Wounded Knee Massacre of eighteen seventy six. I think it was. Uh, somewhat. Uh, so basically, the whole the whole timeline events is um uh i believe it was the cherokee let me actually let me look it up forget i i'm on my phone i can actually look it up yeah uh wounded knee massacre yeah the wounded knee massacre also known as the battle of wounded knee was a massacre of nearly 300 lakota people by soldiers of the united states army it occurred on december 29th 1890 near wounded knee kansas and that was actually a um, a mass gun confiscation of yeah. um, of uh, of arms from the Lakota people, and the whole purpose of that was to again try to instill a sense of conformity in those people and basically get them more dependent on the government. Yeah, and it's again, like, it was. And going, Look. yeah, going back to that um, that American independence uh, spirit, like it's ironic that our own government is the one that is trying to stifle that spirit. Yeah, and like literally in that instance, it was literally an oppressed people, like you know, Native Americans. They took away that oppressed people's weaponry and then slaughtered them. Yeah, and like. Just- on the the Wounded Knee Creek on the Lakota Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in the U.S. state of South Dakota, following a botched attempt to disarm the Lakota camp, the previous day a detachment of the U.S. 7th Cav Regiment, uh, commanded by Major Samuel L. Whitstead, approached Spotted Elk's band of something Lakota and 38 Hunkpapa Lakota near Porcupine Butte and escorted them five miles westward to Wounded Knee Creek. So they were essentially trying to am- to ambush them into this one spot and just massacre them all after they'd taken all their guns. Yeah. And like this, and this isn't even a fucking, like there's fucking photos of this shit. It's just wild. There's yeah. hundreds and hundreds of bodies here. It's crazy. Yeah. It's I mean, that just kind of feels consistent to me. They essentially just, you know, round people up and kill them once they're disarmed. Yeah, here it is. This says, by the end, by the time the massacre was over, more than 250 men, women, and children of the Lakota had been killed and 51 were wounded. 
Uh, some estimates place the number of dead as high as 300. 25 soldiers also died and 39 were wounded. Jesus Christ. Like, that was just yeah. a straight-up massacre. Mm-hmm. And that was all in the name of of, um, of getting rid of guns. Yeah. And I, like, look, going back to Canada, I'm like, I really think we may see some kind of uh, event like that in the future. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, a sad, it's a sad reality, but history does repeat itself. Yeah, and I mean you kind of gotta like realize like even though we because i'm kind of realizing this myself even though we live in like the modern day like that shit does still happen they're not gonna oh, yeah. not do that and but the problem is now the media is more controlled the media is um it's less transparent because yeah there's just so much misinformation and disinformation and then just like outright lies by the media that it's just like you don't even know like who's lying and who's telling the truth anymore i mean people just convince themselves that whatever like if they're like you know more left-leaning they'll be like everything that's democratic is true and everything that's republican is false and it goes the other way too but you got to realize it's all false like yeah it's it's all propaganda one way or another yeah it's just some of them tell more lies than the than than others yeah they just it's literally just whatever benefits them it's that freaking simple really uh, okay where the, okay I just got way the hell off track uh, where where did we leave off were we on furry news or real world news I have no idea I feel like we kind of just genuinely kind of just uh shoot the word the word escapes me but we kind of just streamlined it into world news from furry news because we're like 50 minutes in right now oh wow damn yeah there's a whole bunch i didn't even talk about about um it's like do we need to go in depth about stratosphere or do you think we've covered that enough we've essentially covered it i don't want to give away like uh too much information from you know our lovely guests but uh yeah Thank you for our, our two lovely uh, insiders, though. Um, your your information is extremely valuable, and hopefully, this will be used to bring about a a, a change of staff. Hopefully, for the better. Yeah, I don't know. In my honest opinion, like it seems like it's doing okay now, but I don't really see this con lasting too long, especially mm-hmm. if they want to go like wokey in a place like Texas. Oh yeah. And then, and well, and then there's this whole monkeypox shit. And, like, who knows what their response is going to be to that. I mean, considering that monkeypox is most likely an STD, they probably won't care. They'll get, like, yeah. a fucking monkeypox testing truck and leave it like that. I mean, how do you, how do you even think that came around? Like, that's, that's just got to be, like, somebody fucked a monkey, right? That's my guess. I'm like, is, I mean, that seems to be how a lot of fucking diseases start. Is somebody fucks some kind of animal? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, can you like, if we got rid of all the zoophiles on Earth, we would have no more disease. Yeah. Just buy a fucking fleshlight and leave it at that. You'll you're, you're, like, you'll be fine. Like for Christ's sake, uh, like a bad dragon, even like holy shit. Yeah. It's like, why can't you just be a normal, like, degenerate like the rest of us? You gotta go and, like, actually 
like there's like a dog barking outside so <laughs> there was like a puppy barking outside so if my microphone is picking that up just know that there's like a dog barking oh, somewhere oh papa oh Oh, you know what? I think we do actually have one more um, furry news thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the P- um your your smartwatch's heart rate monitor was developed by a furry. Oh no. Oh, that's the uh, the guy yeah, with the, the cheetah fursuit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his fursuit's actually kind of cool. I like his. I like yeah, his. I think- uh, I wonder if it says his maker. But the guy's name is Spoticus, which I think is a great name for a cheetah. That's cute. You know, uh, I love, like, old school furries who just, like, you know, have, like, a plain... Literally just this, a plain cheetah named Spoticus. I love it. I really love, like, the natural colored um, personas, too. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes I wish I could just be a, um, a black... Just like a regular black and white skunk, but I think... I think really just the main reason I didn't pick black and white because I knew it was going to be way too fucking hot to fursuit in that. Yeah, I think the blue and white works. It's still, yeah. like, you know, very obviously a skunk. Oh, shit. Here's the uh, here's the article. Did you want to read it or did you want me to? I mean, I found it right here. If you already have it up, it might be better if you read it. Uh, yeah, I've got it up. Uh, okay, here it is. Your smartwatch's heart rate monitor was developed by a furry. Dr. David Benaron is an inventor whose team at Stanford laid the groundwork for the optical heart rate monitor. He's also a cheetah named Spoticus. And, oh shit, he's actually like in some kind of fucking desert or some shit. In his fursuit. That's That's, so cool. Oh, that, that sounds like miserable. Oh my god, I cannot, I could never do that. Like, I can barely walk outside with my damn fursuit on. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me get back on track. Uh, 20 years ago, heart rate monitors were single-purpose, dedicated devices found focused on health and fitness. Today, they're incredibly common and built into just about every major fitness tracker and smartwatch thanks to the development of the optical heart rate sensor. There's a good chance you're wearing one right now. I actually am. And uh, it's a Fitbit Versa 2. Nice. Uh, you have a Fitbit, right? Or something? I don't, actually. Not yet, at least. It's a, gr- it's a great thing. It's it's a great watch. Like, great invention. I really wish they would make them thinner, though, because I keep managing to, like, break mine. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're, like, super fragile, but they're a great... It's a great technology. Yeah. David... Okay, uh, where did I leave off? Oh, fuck, no, I can't find it. Uh, there's a good chance you're wearing one right now, but here's something you probably didn't know about the technology. It was invented by a furry, as if that's grounds for anything. David Benaron, MD, is a biochemist, inventor, and entrepreneur. He studied at Harvard and MIT, taught at Stanford, and has founded and served in the C-suites of multiple biotech companies. He developed the sensor that enables heart rate monitoring on wearables like smartwatches and has made advances in the field of optical blood oxygen monitoring as well. So that's a smart motherfucker. Yeah. He was also a cheetah named Spoticus and a regular at furry conventions, often kitted out head to toe in a fursuit. 
Oh shit, his eyes even glow. That's fucking dope. Yeah, it looks like he also has this tiger suit. Oh yeah, oh shit, that's a whole nother suit. Yeah, I mean if he invented wait, something so like that. Wait, so are they could... both Spodicus or is just one or is just one suit Spodicus? I don't think it says. I like went through this article to see if he has like a fur affinity or anything linked. I don't see anything. Oh, uh, maybe they just didn't link it. Yeah. Here, I'll try to find it. Oh, here. Oh, here's the uh, their description for what a furry is, just in case anyone doesn't know. Uh, in case you're unaware, a furry is an enthusiast of role-playing and anthropomorphic animal person. We should note here that fursuiters are a specific subgroup among furries. See, they're starting to learn. Not yeah. Every furry, not every furry actually dresses up like a big fluffy animal for conventions and gatherings, which is just which is a common misconception. That specific type of furry is known as a fursuiter. Okay, that's a pretty spot-on definition. Yeah. Usually they're, usually they're like, yeah, they either fuck animals or they don't dress like animals. Like, I've seen, like, those are the only two definitions I've seen that uh, everybody wants to go with. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Spodicus got on my radar through Twitter. I have several friends who are furries with online presences. That's like, that's that sounds like the equivalent of saying, I have a black friend. Yeah. I have several friends who are furries. I can't be furry-phobic. I, I have several friends who are furries with online present uh, presences, and one retweeted Spotagus talking about a green light heart rate sensors a few weeks ago, which piqued my interest. Obviously, simply claiming to have invested or invented such a technology is easy to do on social media. Uh, yeah, that's pretty clear. So I reached out to him uh, regarding his research and then dug into records to confirm what he told me. Of course, technology and consumer-ready electronics are almost never a single step between conception and execution. And wow, it's a really fucking long article. Yeah. Oh, shit. I found no. his, um, his fur affinity and his Twitter are literally just Spotticus. Like, that's the username. And oh, I fucking love this. His birth bio is inventor, physician, entrepreneur, incurable romantic, yiffy, furry, squeaky, slinky, spotty cat. <laughs> this is the man who invented your heart monitor. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Oh, shit. It does, it does mention his, um, uh, his suit maker, Beast Cup. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. He's got like several fursuits. Holy shit. This guy's balling. Yeah. Yeah. He's got one, two, three, four fursuits. Holy crap. Well, I mean, I yeah. guess when you're like, I guess when you're the maker or uh, inventor of a multi million dollar technology, you can use it on how many fursuits you want. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, despite his name, Spodicus's first fursuit was a wolf. He does not create his own fursuits, but commissions other experts in the field to build them. I love that description. Other experts in the field. Yeah. It, his fursuits often use 3D printed materials and custom fur manufactured by National Fiber Technology, NFT, founded long before non-fungible tokens were coined. He currently owns, Jesus fucking Christ, 46 fursuits. Oh, wow. That can't be right. 40 fucking six? Bro, that man's got more fursuits than I have shirts in my closet. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, like, 
you could have like spent all that money on like I don't know a Lamborghini or a, <laughs> or a fucking plane even but Jesus Christ like that's yeah oh my god that's kind of awesome oh wait oh Spartacus also produced an art installation called Soulmates at Burning Man 2019 I didn't know Burning Man was still going on it consisted of six art pieces illustrated by different furry artists printed on six-foot-tall cloth sections and suspended on illuminated tubing frames. Uh, Spoticus currently lives in San Francisco Bay Area. God help him. He has an animal yeah. sanctuary permit for his home, has three pet cats, including an African serval named Jabari. African yeah, serval. I saw that on Twitter. Oh, serval. I keep, I keep wanting to say serval. <laughs> for a moment. Uh, yeah, I think that's just pretty much the end of the article right there. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it does have a whole bunch too, but I'm not going to read it because it's so fucking long. Yeah. Uh, I might actually um, link this in the show notes, actually. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other articles you wanted to read? Uh, not for today's recording. We're already over an hour. Oh shit, we're like an hour and three minutes in. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a nice place to leave off on. And again, this guy's like a fur affinity. He has a wiki fur page, and all oh, his profiles he? are linked on there. But yeah, oh, his fur sweet. affinity and his Twitter are literally just Spoticus. Oh, I love He's, He might be a good guy to, uh, to interview on the show. I think, I, I think yeah. he'd be a great conversationist. Yeah, yeah. man. This is so cool. Uh, oh, you know what? I don't even have any links for music news because my older, all my uh, previous accounts, or not accounts, but all the uh, group chats and all that channels and shit I got downloaded were deleted like three weeks ago. Yeah. Because apparently. I either pirated a movie or did something that was illegal, and I guess I just didn't realize it. And so now my Telegram is uh, it's really fucky, but I lost uh, every single um, channel and group I was owner of. Uh, so it was like some kind of copyright issue? I'm guessing. I mean, either either I pissed off somebody and they reported whatever edgy content I had or I don't know I, but I'm yeah. guessing it came from uh, me pirating the, um, the bad guys movie which was it was a pretty cute movie it wasn't really worth me paying like $20 to see it in the theater which is why I pirated it yeah definitely I like we had gone to go see it and I actually ended up only paying $5 for each ticket because it was like the morning showing Oh, uh, it was like the matinee or whatever. Yeah. How so, was yeah. that, by the way? Oh, I actually really liked the movie. And did you go with you went with uh, Levi or did you go with somebody else? I went with Levi and another friend of ours. She's also a furry, but I don't think she wants to be name dropped right away. Yeah, that's fine. How is Levi doing? He doing good. He works at a uh, a very well known, you know, Florida grocery store chain. And I work at a gas station, so we'd be getting that dough. Is it uh, Publix? I think so, yeah. 
man, I fucking knew it. Like that's the only like that's the only chain I know of that's in Florida is Publix because everybody wants to like mention how great Publix is, but they're all from Florida. You don't have that in Texas, do you? I don't think we do. We have Bucky's. Ah, uh, cause uh, it is in like Alabama and Georgia, but it is mostly Florida. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's just Florida and Georgia that have them, right? There's a few in Alabama. Yeah, I think, but it's like a Publix is just basically a gas station or it's a grocery store. It's a grocery store. Oh, really? Yeah. Bucky's is kind of like, I don't know if you classify as just a gas station because they have like a huge inside, but like Bucky's is um, like famous for their super clean bathrooms and their like lines and lines of gas pumps. But they nice. also have a lot of really fucking good food in there. Like, uh, it's oh, not yeah? just, like, shitty gas station food. It's, like, actually, like, made fresh on the spot. Like, um, I took I took the boyfriend there um, back when we were together in uh, in March. And um, I took him over to, uh, to the Buggies. And we got a whole bunch of kolaches there. And um, I'm, like... What the fuck else did we get? We got a bunch of hot sauce and shit. You know, I just like going to gas stations in general, so that sounds amazing. I, I like, um... Ah, oh, shit. I forget what the hell it was called, but, um... I think it was just called the PX. We had a, uh, basically a base exchange on, uh, back in Washington. But I, I love that. Like, I just walked from the barracks to the, uh to the uh, the px just any time i wanted to and just get some dip and cigarettes and i'd be yeah. good for the, and i'd be good for the whole day mm-hmm. and, yeah, and they were and they were open like 24 7 too it was great so you could just go like and walk over across the street just hammer to shit at like 11 o'clock at night and just like you just go in and get whatever the fuck you want it was great yeah no kidding Oh crap! Um, I guess I don't really have music news though. Yeah, uh, I don't really follow modern music to be honest, so I would leave that segment up to you anyway. Well, if I think that is it, all we have for furry news and um, and real world news. Um, yeah. Everybody, this has been uh, Parker Hyena. I'm sorry, sorry to keep you a little late. You're good. But, um, if you want to plug your socials and shit, like, um, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, on Twitter, I'm uh, Honey Hyena, except that O and Honey is an X, so H-X-N-E-Y Hyena. No spaces or anything like that. And in the same name under Telegram, really. Cool. Yeah. And, um... Are you open for commissions right now or no? Uh, selective. You just have to message me and say what you want, and I'll say if I can do it or not. Okay, that's cool. I might have to commission you here in a, in a few weeks, because I'm taking the boyfriend up to uh, up to Vegas, and I was thinking about getting some kind of Vegas-themed commission. That'd be cute. That'd be really cute. Yeah. I know he, I know he likes, um, he really likes your art, too. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, we like we really like getting art from you and uh, you and Zoo. Oh yeah, for sure. 
I mean, I just try to, I just try to be considerate because, I mean, this is, this is for another time, but I'm not a fan of how other furry artists manage their commissions. Oh, so yeah. I, 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 I know, I know exactly who you're talking about, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I I don't think we should name names, but they know yeah. who they are. Yeah, they know who they are. I think, aren't they in the group, or no? I don't think so, because I'm not talking about one specific person. I'm talking about many, many people. Oh, Probably damn, that much? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, I think that is just about it or for um, all the news and stuff so um, everybody this has been the Higher Mammal Podcast I've been your host Barbecue Skunk and this has been my host Parker yeah and um, I guess what we'll see each other next month something like that hopefully if I don't get if I don't procrastinate too much yeah, I mean, sometime around next month, around the 15th, would probably work. Yeah, if there's any time you want to, like, uh, come up and chat, like, it's, I'm down whenever. All right. All right, so thanks for, thanks for talking with me, Parker. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Everybody, this has been the Higher Mammal Podcast. I will see y'all next month. I love y'all. Stay safe. Bye. All right, take care.